How's it going today, guys? I'm back here live once again at another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Um, today is Friday, February 15th, 2018. It is officially NBA All-Star Weekend. I can't wait. I'm kind of sad, though, that we got a couple dead days here with no NBA. But once again, I got back on the podcast, Brett Baker. Brett, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? This is number five. We got a good show for you. We're going to talk about some mid-season awards, some All-Star break talk, and we're also going to talk about the newest in the latest football league, the AAF, American so, Football Alliance, kind of a bad name, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that at the end. No, I mean, the league's not great, but we'll get to that at the end. <laughs> so first, the first event of the weekend, we'll start here with some NBA All-Star Weekend. We got the Celebrity Game and the All-Star Game tonight, or the Rising Stars Game tonight. So I'm personally really looking forward to the Rising Stars game. I actually love watching it. There's always two players that go at each other and kind of trade baskets. I'm kind of hoping it'll be Luka Doncic and Trey tonight. But before we talk about that, I want to talk about the Celebrity um, Rising Stars game. I actually do have a bet for y'all in this game. I would take Quavo Hancho as MVP of this game. He's the defending MVP going into this one. The fans vote for it. You know they're all going to be all over Hancho. He's currently at plus 220 odds, so you got good odds there as well that you're getting. Um, I think Quavo's going to come out here and ball out. I mean, the two teams, it's the home and away team. The away roster looks a little bit better. They got Ray Allen on their team. They got Quavo, obviously. So, I mean, I think they got a squad right there. The other t- other side, they got Steve Smith from the Panthers and um, and uh, Ravens. And they also got Jay Williams. So, those are kind of their two good players. But they don't sleep on Ronnie 2K. Yeah, don't sleep on Ronnie. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't sleep on him. Yeah, you can't sleep on him. I mean, they got the greatest shooter ever. Ray Allen's like barely over four. That's not even. Fo- that's not even fair because some teams in the NBA would actually yeah. think about signing Ray Allen. Exactly, Ray Allen. That, that, that one is wacky. Yeah, only celebrities that so they have WNBA players and NBA and old NBA players that play in this game, but only celebrities can win MVP. So I think Quavo should be the front runner. He's by far the best basketball player out of all these guys, but. It's about really all there is to talk about that one. Let's talk about the Rising Stars game here. I mean, what, what do you th- are you excited for this one? You watch the Rising Stars? Yeah, game I'm, I'm actually pretty interested in this one. It's got a lot of uh, with you know like with college basketball nowadays, you get so much talent all at once coming into the draft, and it's become more and more talent throughout the years. There's been a couple off years, but I think it's interesting to see because a lot of the times these sophomores, like for example, De'Aaron Fox, has had a Ascension this year from last year, and I think he's my dark horse for the MVP. Uh, I think he could go back and forth with Luca as well, just like her. You know, I think they could feed off each other a little bit. Okay. And, uh, okay. I mean, there's so much talent on that floor, and like, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, history with it. You've seen, you know, LeBron James, Carmelo, Dwayne Wade in the past. Like, you've seen all you've seen all the superstars play in this game. So I think it's interesting. It's kind of like the last. The last straw before they really take, take like, their punch at NBA stardom. So I'm I'm interested in it for sure. Yeah, I mean I think looking at the rosters, I like how they did Team World versus USA again. I yeah. mean Team World, in my opinion, DeAndre Ayton, Luca, and Ben Simmons are about the only players who are worthy of being starters in the NBA right now. Bogdanovich. Um, I was about to say Bogdanovich. Wouldn't sleep on him. That is the Kings. We have multiple Bogdan Bogdanoviches, but that is the Kings one and marketing. Outside of those five players, the rest of these guys, Ananobi, I mean, Gildas Alexander. 
Alexander. I mean, those guys, eh, I'm not I'm not really I mean, like they have potential, don't get me wrong, but I don't think they can touch the the team US the USA team roster. I mean, they have Marvin Bagley who's been absolutely balling out lately. Lonzo's injured, so he's not playing John Collins, averaging 19 and 10 right now, a double double deer and Fox. We all know what Swiper's been doing this season. Um, Kyle Kuzma, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Trey Young. I mean, they're just hey, absolutely hey. stacked with another thing, another key talent. matchup here. Kevin Knox gets to go back against Ben Simmons after absolutely. Oh yeah, dunking on him. Destroy. <laughs> it wasn't even just a dunk. It yeah. was like humiliating him. That was mm-hmm. the second night in a row that Ben Simmons got dunked on. By the way, and I love it. I'm not, you know, the biggest Ben Simmons supporter, so I'm always happy to see him get dunked on, and especially in New York against Kevin Norris. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with for MVP here kind of a I mean, I wouldn't say he's a sleeper, but I'm actually going to say I would I don't know what the odds are they haven't been put out yet for MVP tonight, but I would take Kuzma or Donovan Mitchell to win MVP. Kuz is a guy who can fill it up, prove it himself as an NBA scorer. I feel like there could be a stretch night where Kuzma is just trading mm-hmm. buckets back and forth with Luka and same thing with Donovan Mitchell. I mean, Luka and Mitchell probably ma- matched up on each other. Mitchell's a pretty crafty defender, like he's known as being a good two-way playing shooting guard. So I can mm-hmm. really see him trying to get after Luca. It depends on, it depends on if Mitchell gets hot. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I think Kuzma is gonna get hot tonight. And I think Trey Young's gonna pull up from the logo and hit a few. As I well think tonight. De'Aaron Fox and Donovan Mitchell are good picks for MVP because they're I mean there's they play at such a high speed in a game with no defense usually. Yeah. It's pretty much like a mini all star game. Like you know, these it players, definitely is a mini These players game. score at will. So De'Aaron Fox, you know, you're probably gonna put the ball on the the playmaker hands, so uh, just so happens to be that everybody in the court is a playmaker. So, really, just depends on who gets hot on the MVP. It's it's hard to say with this these lineups. I mean, I like Kuzma. I just feel like they have no one really to match up on Kuz. So I feel like Kuz is just gonna. I mean, he can pop off. He had like twenty five yeah, in the sure. first quarter the other night. So I feel like Kuzma is really gonna come out and get buckets. I mean, Team USA is so stacked. They're currently minus three right now. I think they should be like at minus eight or something like that. I'm probably gonna hit. Them so it's on not. The money so it's not tonight. gonna be a. It's not gonna be a close game. You're saying. I think that the I think USA wins by twelve to fifteen points. Okay. Tonight. I think they have a decent. I mean, what do you think? I just don't. I just don't see how they're going to match. The only up. thing that the only thing that helps the team world is the size. The size advantage is big for them. Uh, ben Simmons, even Luca has a size advantage. Uh, DeAndre Ayton is bigger than anybody on their team. Markinen, kind of a stretch four that can really help out. Bogdanovich, same situation. I think that they have a chance, but I think that Team USA just probably will end up taking it just because, you know, there's no defense really played until, like, yeah. about the fourth quarter. I mean, it's basically so, all just one-on-one. Yeah, know? nobody's trying to help. Like it's a one one situation. Yeah, so. and I think John Collins will have the biggest. Him or Bagley's going to have the biggest highlight, or maybe Jaron Jackson Jr. Too. Collins, I mean, those I could, three guys can Collins, all jump out the gym. Collins is going to be at the end of the game, you know, where, like, the game has pretty much been wrapped up, yeah. and they're just, like, tossing the ball to people to have dunks. He's mm-hmm. going to show us a little bit of a... A little bit of a highlight for this. Yeah, he's going to give us a little context. preview of what he's going to do tomorrow night. So that'll be fun to watch. Um, let's move on to the big dog. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. Let's get to the – I mean, I, what, what's your favorite night? Do you prefer watching the All-Star game or you like Saturday night better? Okay. Mm. All right. So Saturday night I enjoy thoroughly because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like you get to see the skills contest, the three-point contest. I love the three-point contest. And the dunk contest, which – Dunk contest is hit or miss for me because sometimes it's just unoriginal and sometimes it's really authentic and it just blows your mind. Mm-hmm. But um, I think for this year, I'm going to pick Saturday just because 
you know, the All-Star game is so lopsided in LeBron's team's favor, to me, just seems a little bit excessive. Giannis did not know how to pick that roster. I think he got, you know, I think he got scared a little bit. <laughs> oh, no. I, th- I'll, I'll like I like Giannis' roster. I like Giannis' roster. Don't sleep. Don't, don't sleep, sleep on it. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that's just my pick. I think Saturday is going to be interesting. I, I, I want to see John Collins kind of have his go at it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. But what, what do you think? So, I mean, I'm a personally more of a Saturday guy than Sunday guy. I yeah. love watching NBA All-Star Saturday nights. Honestly, one of my favorite nights of the whole season. It's awesome. I, a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people, the, honestly, the dunk contest to me is probably the worst out of the three. Like, yeah, it used to be the best. But they just so don't many, get the star players well, so many, anymore. Yeah, so many things have happened to where you don't really get star players. The best one that, the last, the last truly phenomenal one was the Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine mm-hmm. one. I truly enjoyed that one for sure. But you're right. It, they don't pull the stars. It's just not as fun as it used to be. But this the three-point contest, awesome. Uh, you know, that one's going to be something different because they did pull the stars this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm not exactly sure. Uh, who, who do you got in the three-point contest? So actually, let's talk about the uh, let's do the um, skills challenge here skills real quick, and then, yeah, we'll go in order. So honestly, I mean, shoot, the skills contest is. I mean, we got good matchups in the skills contest across the board. We got Mike Conley, Luka Doncic, um, De'Aaron Fox, Jokic, uh, Kuzma, Tatum, Vucevic, and Trey Young. Let me try and get these odds here. Here, um, just cut this out real quick. I need to pull the odds up for it. found them all right so that was all right three two all right so here's the odds on everybody fox is the favorite at plus 250 Doncic is at a plus 300 trey young at plus 350 tatum at plus 500 conley at plus 500 jokic at plus 600 kuz is at plus 700 plus 800 for vucevic so last year i actually picked spencer dinwiddie was the winner i said he had the chip on his shoulder typically pretty good at predicting these events i was three for three last year only thing i'm actually i got them all right on the first night the only thing is i picked both beal and booker just because i like the value on beal as well as i'll do the same thing for y'all for the three-point contest this year but i'm going with De'Aaron fox i mean he's he's arguably skills challenge yeah it's between him and westbrook for the fastest player in the league i think that fox he's a good fundamental point guard i think he'll run up and down the court quick i mean fox is a guy who didn't have a great rookie season but he's absolutely been on fire this year i mean if he was in the eastern conference he would have easily been an all-star mm-hmm. i think he comes out wants to make a name for himself this weekend i think he plays big tonight in the rising stars and i think he balls out tomorrow and wins the skills challenge what about you my pick for the skills challenge is going to be Doncic. I like it. He's he's a Euro guy. Those Euro guys are mm-hmm. really fundamental. He has a little bit of a flair to his game, which helps him in this particular contest. I think he it all is, I really the skills challenge every year comes down to hitting that first the first passes. Mm-hmm. And I think Doncic is probably a better passer than De'Aaron Fox. So I don't know about that. Fox averages more assists per game. But in terms of like skill passes, I think Doncic is better and. Also, I think Fox is the better passer. I think Fox is one of the most underrated passers in the league. I think De'Aaron Fox just doesn't. Uh, he's he's going to play so fast. You, we are, you already mentioned his speed. I think that that could help him and hurt him at the same time. 
because if he gets kind of like starting to spin his wheels, mm-hmm. you've seen that in the past where I think Russ even did it a couple of years ago. He was moving too fast for his mind and he kind of missed a couple passes just because he was trying to get it done fast. I think De'Aaron Fox has that like mindset of being like so fast that he might have a little bit of a struggle with it. I'm not really sure. It's hard to say, but I'm going with Doncic. And then the dark horse right here, the other guy with the IC. The Joker, Joshik. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing because yeah. you know it's a big man versus a guard in the championship. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, no, I agree with you there. I mean, Joker could have a chance. I mean, I think Doncic and Fox are the two best bets. Personally, I like Fox over Doncic in this one. I think he's going to use show his blazing speed off and kind of mm-hmm. like he's going to do tonight as well. So, so I like that one. That's always a fun one to watch. All right, we'll get to the um, we'll get to the dunk contest last. I personally, first off, want to say this: I prefer the three point contest over the dunk contest. I, do I don't know about you, but yeah, I do too. yeah, I think it's more fun to watch. We well, get, one, there's more players, and there's big name players. There's not big a bunch name of, players because they don't have to worry about you know getting hurt or whatever. Yeah, and this particular year there is some big name players, and in particular the two Curry brothers, which will be interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope. I hope that becomes a matchup at one point. I'm not really sure how they're doing it this year. Do you know? How they're um, do- are they doing it the same way they did last year? Yeah. Okay. Same way. And Steph and Seth are in it. Uh, Dirk is in it. Buddy Heald is in it. Damian Lillard. Chris Middleton. Kimball Walker. Danny Green. Devin Booker. And don't sleep on the white guy, Joe Harris. I mean, I've seen him hit so many Joe threes. Joe Harris is wet. I mean, I've seen him hit so many threes in his time in college. And professionally, I mean, he's one of the big he's reasons of the, the Nets. Yeah, he's one of the big reasons that the Nets are so good offensively. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to it's hard to say because this one, if if anything in the NBA is about just getting hot, this is that event. And it, you know, we've seen it, Steph Curry get blazing hot. It just depends on whether he can turn it on and get that. I mean, if he obviously, if Steph Curry is feeling himself, he's winning the three point contest, but. There's a lot of there's a lot of players out there that can win it. There's Devin Booker. There's Buddy Heald. Yeah, Booker's a defending champ right now. Booker, Heald, Harris. I mean, Lillard could even get hot. I don't think Lillard. Lillard is more Lillard's of an game yeah, shooter. Yeah, he's more off the dribble yeah. game shooter. Yeah. Yeah, and I, Lillard's my guy, and I even agree with that. Honestly, my pick for this one, so... I would say Buddy Heald, I think, is going to win this. I mean, Buddy Heald's mm-hmm. knocking down threes. He's top five in the league in three-pointer in the catch-and-shoot threes right now. I mean, he's an unbelievable shooter, especially with the catch-and-shoot. Yeah. But I that's like another him. Reason, and, hey, that's another reason De'Aaron Fox's assist numbers are up. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Buddy Heald's draining those threes. And then Chris Middleton, actually. Chris Middleton is an excellent catch-and-shoot yeah, three. Big guy. I mean, at plus 12,000, he's great. I mean, that's great value for him. I mean, 1,200, that's great value for him. I'm probably going to take both these guys in this competition. I think one of the two can pull it out here and help us cash out big. So, Buddy Heald's at plus 375, um, plus 1,200 for Chris Middleton. Kimball Walker, he is playing in his hometown Charlotte here. He might try to ball out. I personally think that Kimball's uh, Kim well also the same thing. In game Damian shooter. Lillard, in-game shooter. Yep. So, but I mean, my pick for this, it's kind of like the Tom Brady. I would never bet against him in uh-huh. the Super Bowl. I'm going to have to pick Seth Curry just because – I mean, he's Steph Curry. We've seen him do some absolutely ridiculous yeah. things. And one could say he might be an in-game shooter as well. But at the same time, he's an everywhere shooter. He's anywhere, anytime. He can shoot the ball at will. And my next pick is going to be Joe Harris. I like it. He's a rhythm shooter. Okay. He finds a nice little rhythm. He might really... Uh... The thing with Joe Harris is I think he's going to be consistent. With Steph Curry, you know, he might really turn it on and, you know, drop an outrageous amount 
of threes and score an outrageously high number. But with Joe Harris, I feel like you're going to get that same range every single time with him. Yeah, the key is the money ball because it counts for two. Yeah. So it depends where they put the money ball rack. I mean, that always yeah. weighs a lot in. Firstly, if I was them, I'd put money ball as like my second rack just yeah. because they're still fresh and you yeah, get yeah, that yeah. first rack off to get ready. But I don't know, man. I just feel like I could. I feel like that these. It's more. Well, and I, don't get me wrong. I really like the Buddy Hill pick. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I just feel like Steph Curry's been there. He's done it before. He's kind of a vetted all-star weekend. It is what it is for him. So don't sleep on Dirk. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think Dirk's got it like that anymore. Yeah, I don't think he cares enough to have it like that. Yeah, so we'll get to the main event here, what everyone considers the main event. Personally, before we talk about who's in the all-star or in the dunk contest, I really, I mean, why do you think guys like LeBron and them don't play in the dunk contest? These are the guys we want to see. Like, Listen, I thought LeBron... LeBron, obviously, right now, can't do the dunk contest. Uh, it's not like he can't. It's just not the greatest idea, especially with mm-hmm. you know his age and what he has to bring to the table for the Lakers. And I just think that LeBron should have pulled a dunk contest way earlier in his career, but he didn't. Um, personally, with all these superstars not choosing to be in the dunk contest, it might simply be because they don't think they can top Vince Carter. I mean... Vince Carter had the greatest dunk contest of all time, and he did it like twice. So yeah, stuck the it, whole arm into the rim. Yeah, the yeah. He honey dipped the entire yeah, rim. Honey dipped like fresh. Like there's no there's no competing with it. So I think that uh, you know, it's the one thing that has never made sense to me because everybody wants to be like Jordan or everybody wants to do follow his footsteps or whatever. And Jordan competed in a dunk contest. Dominique Wilkins. Wilkins yeah, him versus Dominique contest. is the... They're actually I mean, replaying it on NBA TV. The other day. That's incre- the incredible. greatest yeah, dunk contest. Yeah, it's an incredible Multiple dunk people yeah. have said that if Dominique Wilkins wasn't going up against Jordan, that he would have won that dunk contest. Also, people forget that Dominique Wilkins was trading 60-point games with Larry Bird in the playoffs. Like, if he played on any I mean, team besides Atlanta, he'd be probably if, a top 20 to 10 player ever if, to play the game. I mean, Jordan hit the jump, man, dude. He hit the yeah. jump, man. Jordan had to go to the free so throw. Like, yeah, yeah he mean, had to hit the. Jordan had to hit the most iconic NBA dunk contest dunk. They literally have a logo. Yeah, now. and so, like Dwight versus Nate Robinson, like those to be great ones. Classic. Those were good ones. Yeah. Uh, the Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine one were. The I can't even lie. AG got robbed. That dunk where he where put he it, put it under his both legs. That, that was, was filthy. Nuts. When he but didn't win, I was pissed. At the same time, Levine was soaring. He was gliding from like half a foot inside the free throw line and I, I thought that would have like maybe knocked off a point or two but yeah I mean it's whatever I think if there was one dunk contest I could have had like co-owners it was that one yeah I don't know I would have gone with AG I thought I he got I robbed thought, I, I thought the same thing that was the most fun I think that was the most fun I've had watching dunk contest in a while um, last year with the Spido winning is pretty easy. This year, Dennis Smith Jr. Before I get to this one, actually, I want to say, just say this. Kind of agree with you. I just think guys like LeBron and them, like they don't want to go out there and lose. It's more of an embarrassing thing for yeah. them. If anything, if they go out there and lose some no name or whatever. Yeah. So I think that's more so why they sit out of it. I feel like they kind of try to leave it to the young flyers. So I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. and John Collins and Miles Bridges, all three of them are great competitors for this. Humadi Diallo, I mean, he can jump, but like, dude, no, almost nobody even knows who Humadi just, Diallo is. It all depends on on the creativity with him and whether he can bring something to the table that fans are like, oh, who is this guy? Yeah. But I, I think he's I don't think it matters. I think he's, he's obviously the lowest mark on the totem pole Yeah. in terms of competing. And I think that... Well, you go ahead. All right, so... 
Dennis Smith Jr. is the favorite in this one for the for a reason. I mean, he's sm- small. small he's, he's a high flyer. I mean, we've seen him dunk many times in game. When he was at NC State, he could jump out the gym and dunk. I think Dennis Smith Jr. is going to be a good player in the league. Miles Bridges, I mean, we've seen him murder some rims. John Collins, I watch him play almost every single night. I mean, John, John Collins, Collins can do free. He can get off the ground. He can do some pretty crazy stuff off the oop. Like you were saying earlier, he's the right size to be a big man and still win in this competition. Yeah, because he's like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, yeah. and to put up a double-double nightly in the NBA at 6'9", at power forward, you obviously have some hops. And he's shown that time and time again, I think – He's probably one of the best players in the league at going and getting balls. Like, off of him and, pass, him and Capella, of, probably. Yeah, yeah, him and Capella are great. Even Giannis, because you know, Giannis you know, you know what he should do for his for his dunk? Bring out Trey Young? No, he should <laughs> he should bring or he should bring out Trey Young and jump over at some point in time Dominique Wilkins and Josh Smith because both of them oh, for the Hawks yeah. want it. Bring out the two <clears throat> old Hawks, jump over them and hit the jam. You think Dominique Wilkins would be okay with it? <laughs> yeah, Dominique, Dominique will be there. I guarantee you, Dominique will definitely be at All Star Weekend. I think it'd be sick if we saw him bring both of them out and jump over and maybe even catch an oop from Trey Young and do it. You know what? I might be going with a little home cooking here. I'm going with my guy, John Collins, to win this dunk contest. I like John I mean, Collins. I just feel like that it's his his night, you know? I think it's 100% going to be between John Collins and Dennis Smith Jr. And I would love to see John Collins win, but just for the sake of argument, I'm going to go with Dennis Smith Jr. because both of them have, like, both of them have a height advantage. Both of them are different height advantages, obviously, but... Like we already talked about, John Collins being 6'9", helps him mm-hmm. in terms of being a big man that can win. But because Dennis Smith Jr. is a small guard, some of his dunks just look outrageous. Like some of if he does certain things, it's kind of like the Nate Robinson effect to an extent. Obviously, has a little bit more height than Nate Robinson, but some of those some of those dunks by those smaller guards look like they're just levitating. So it's kind of hard. It just depends on. Obviously, the creativity, but I think it's going to be between those two. I'm going to go with Dennis Smith Jr. just for the sake of going against your pick, but I could definitely see John Collins pulling it off as well. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be rooting big for John Collins. Me Can't too. wait to see what he's got in the bag, if he, how deep he's going to go in it, but let's get down to it here. NBA All-Star, so... I know you said you think Team LeBron is a better roster. I'm actually going to go different from here. I think that, first off, I think that Giannis is going to play out of his mind in this game. I feel like he has the chip on his shoulder. Well, yeah, that's. I was saying this when they first picked, and I do, I do think LeBron's a much more talented team, but I feel like Giannis drafted the players that are going to try really hard in the All-Star game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree with that, but also look at LeBron's roster. I mean, Kevin Durant, yeah, he's a good player to have in there, but Harden, Irving, and LeBron, all three of them are straight iso ball players, want to have the ball in their hands, like to dribble a lot. I mean, I don't really see those three guys meshing well together. Then Kawhi Leonard, first off, I'm going to be pissed off if Kawhi Leonard even plays in this game. You sit out 16 games the first half of the season, you're going to play in the All-Star game. Like, get out of here, Kawhi. Oh, I'm tired. I can't play. My my knees hurt. My hips. Dude, Kawhi, if you're actually hurt, you wouldn't play in the All-Star game. That's ridiculous. If you need is, a rest. Uh, he's just working out the Kings for his New Balance dude, shoes. No, right? if he, dude, those New Balance shoes you're are lying. whack. <laughs> I'd never catch me wearing a pair of New Balance shoes to play basketball in. But if Kawhi Leonard's going to sit on all these games, how's he going to go play in the All-Star game? Like, dude, get out of here, Kawhi. That's ridiculous. But I think Team Giannis will actually be sick. I think Giannis and Kimba can do a good job of controlling the ball. I actually like Kimba Walker. I'm probably going to bet on 
Kimba and Giannis. Giannis at plus 400 to win MVP. I'm so probably going to throw on him. Kimba's at plus Kimba's 700. The, Kimba's he's the, the type of guy that's the in Charlotte, too. Yeah. He's going to be trying hard as hell. Yeah, and he can I mean, fill he it up. Going to be he going can fill town. it up. And then they got Embiid. Embiid's a guy who plays with a chip on his shoulder. The last I looked, they got no center over here. Embiid's just going to be throwing down lobs. Whoa, I mean, whoa, whoa. They got whoa, no whoa. big man over here to play defense. Look at their starting five. They got no big man to match up with him. What? They got Anthony Davis. He's on the bench, and he and hurt his got, shoulder. He's not playing in a minute in this and game. And then they got Carl Anthony Towns as Bro, well. Anthony Davis will not see the floor. Cat, dude, Cat got shut down by Capella. He doesn't want <laughs> any of that with Joel. I promise you that. No, the the big the the center position and Team Giannis is a huge advantage to them. They have Embiid. Then they have Jochik yeah. coming off the bench, and they also have Vuvicic. Vuvicic. Vucevic. Vuvicic. Jesus. Nikola Vucevic. I'm done, man. <laughs> Sometimes these uh, IC names really get me. Uh, that's why I don't watch soccer. I stay away from it because there's so many of them. Where I just, I'm like, whatever. I can't do it. Yeah, you probably wouldn't like the Croatian national team no, too dude, much. No, dude. The Croatian national team, when they were making that run in the World Cup, yeah. I was like, yeah, look at number 11. Look at number 10. <laughs> and I was just neglecting saying their name. Yeah, but I mean, we can't forget about the two deadly assassins that Giannis is going to have spotting up with Steph Curry and Paul George. I mean, Paul George is absolutely wet for three. I think that I think Team Giannis is going to run them off the floor. I mean, if you look at their bench, Blake Griffin's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. They got Jokic. He's going to play the chip on his shoulder. I mean, Kyle Lowry kind of buns. Middleton's going to post. He's going to spot up, shoot threes. Russell Westbrook is always playing hard as hell. Yeah. Always. Vucevic is actually on. Yeah, Vucevic. Were you watching that game with the Pelicans? I actually didn't. I was at the Hawks game last night. (laughs) Good God. I saw he had 40-point triple-double. This man was, like, I mean, for the game before the All-Star game, Mm Mm-hmm. I have never seen somebody try harder. I mean, he almost got hurt probably three times just completely laying out. Hey, he didn't want to lose to the Pelicans. That was embarrassing last night. For it was Butter. embarrassing, for sure. Yeah, so... Without I mean, Anthony Davis for a full half. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that it's either going to be Giannis or um, Kimball Walker that takes the MVP. I'm definitely taking plus six right now. Team Giannis is getting six points. I'm about to hammer those six points. And I like under 313 in this game or 310 or whatever it's at now. I pers- I mean, last year the final score was like 148, 145. I think that the way these teams are set up now that there's going to be a little bit more defense. I think that the Team Giannis is going to run them out the gym. I'm going to go with uh, my MVP pick will be you said run him out of the gym? Okay. Yeah, I think um, Team Giannis wants it, man. It's going to be Westbrook or James Harden for me. I think uh, Westbrook, like I said, he has a knack of playing extremely hard uh-huh. basketball. And uh, I think that's his thing. And James Harden, you know, James Harden is James Harden. He's averaging 36 points a game in the regular seasons thus far, uh-huh. which is absolutely ridiculous. And I think this is, this is kind of what James Harden lives for in a sense. Like, he loves being... He loves being in the spotlight and uh-huh. scoring a ton of points. And he's going to be spraying. And I think that uh, I think we're going to see some cool little matchups or little back and forth between him and uh, like him and Steph or him and Paul George. It just depends. And Paul George is a dark, dark horse candidate for MVP as well. Oh, for sure. But overall, I think that it's going to be closer than some people think it's going to be. I think LeBron's, or Team LeBron is going to squeeze it out. I think it's going to be one of the closer All-Star games that we've seen as far as the score goes. Interesting. Um, I actually disagree with you on Harden winning MVP, and it's just because I feel like Harden's going to be kind of on a pitch count and minutes restriction because mm-hmm. he has to play so many minutes every single yeah. night for the Rockets. I think they're going to rest him up this weekend, so I don't really think Harden will actually get as many but minutes these, as people. These are, not, these, are, these are like 
every minute in the All Star game is like a half minute because they're like true. They're running. They're not really. Yeah. They're like doing pickup. Yeah, they're just chilling. Practice games. Yeah, but I mean, like, you might not be I, I kind of compare it to Kobe. You know what I mean? You might Kobe, not be dunking and stuff. Count. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think with James Harden, I think shooting threes for him is going to be his thing in the All Star game, and I think he's going to be absolutely on fire like he usually is, like always. Okay. So I think. You know, James Harden shooting 23s in the All-Star game is not, not like, a huge... It wouldn't be a huge shock to me. So, I think him hitting even 50% of those probably wins you an All-Star game MVP if you mm-hmm. have some other stats along with it. So, we will see. Uh, looking forward to seeing how they use Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki, but... I hate the fact they shouldn't even be in the game. I'm just curious how they're going to use them. I think. Yeah, I want to make this statement one more time. I'm pissed off that they're in this game because All Star Weekend is not about them. It's about the All Star game yeah. itself. So I'm kind of pissed off they're in here. Like I could honestly care less about Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki at this point. Like hey, they Dwayne did Wade is playing good this year, though. Like they did some good things for the league, but they're all washed up. But let's move here to the midseason awards now. All right, first midseason award here, MVP. Who you got for MVP? Oh, we're doing MVP first. Yeah, okay. we got to start with MVP. Well, I know you're going to go with Harden, so I'm going to go with Giannis. I think that Giannis has the most impressive stat line, except for obviously the James Harden scoring output. But at the same time, when you consider the two records between teams, I think that the Bucks. I know that they don't play in the West, but I think the Bucks have, you know, found a way to win. And Giannis has obviously been one of the main reasons, if not the sole main reason. So I think that Giannis gets it. He gets, I mean, he's top 10 and points scored and rebounds. Uh, he's top 30 in assist numbers. I mean, he's playing phenomenal basketball. And I think the fact that James Harden won it last year with a team that had a lot more wins, I think that actually hurts his chances at winning MVP. But at the same time, he's scoring more. Um I think he's been he's had to score more so I think he's just doing what he's had to do I think Giannis has brought more in terms of just overall stat line and leadership to the table as far as like the Bucks go because the Rockets have been there they've been there they've been there done that in yeah. terms of you know winning I think that the Bucks are kind of on the come up and Giannis has been the leader for that come up so I think that Giannis deserves the MVP at least once in his career so yeah, I think, I think it, he definitely deserves it at least once in his in his career. He's too good not to get it yeah. once. Honestly, I don't see any way you can't not give it to James Harden. I would actually have argued that it honestly Paul George over Giannis. Yeah, I, it'd be tight for those that. two. But look, Giannis is having a great season. The Bucks are having a great year. But I got to give it to James Harden. And look, my reasoning for giving it to him over LeBron last year was kind of like you're saying. Giannis's team's a lot more successful. He's mm-hmm. playing almost equally as well. But I actually disagree. Harden is currently fifth in the league in assists. He's first in the league in scoring, but he's absolutely crushing Giannis in points scored. He's averaging 36.6 points per game rather than Giannis averaging 27.2. I mean, it was LeBron and Harden were like like two-point difference. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, when it's neck and neck like that, it's different, but I feel like Giannis is blowing him out of the water. Where Giannis really, or where Harden really wins the MVP to me is when you go look at the advanced stat metrics. Harden is helping his team win games at a rate of he's responsible for um, on his real plus or on, so his real plus minus is seven point eight eight. Giannis is six point one four. Then wins responsible. James Harden is currently at thirteen point five. Giannis is at ten point four seven. So mm-hmm. Harden is helping his team win lots of games. The only the only issue I have with that, and I, I understand 
that that's a huge stat. But the only issue I have with that is that James Harden's been put in a position to where he hasn't had his other stars. Mm-hmm. And I know that people are going to say, like, oh, well, like, that is more of a case for MVP. But at the same time, obviously, he's had to do more. He's had to play more minutes. Uh, but the key is he still wins games Yeah, he wins him. games without him. But I think that with Giannis, he's really taken... He's legitimately taken LeBron's role in the East mm-hmm. as of now. Like, he's taken, like, that that guy that was the man in the Eastern Conference. The player efficiency ratings between the two are pretty much dead on each other. I think they're separated by, like, half a point, uh, probably in James Harden's favor because all the points. But I think it's really comes down to this next, you know, the next, the second half of the season. I think that we'll really see a clear winner. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be, you know, like, Right now, we're so... There's two players at least that could obviously... There's three players. Paul George, Giannis, James Harden that could obviously pull home the MVP honor. Uh-huh. I think that the second half is kind of like meant to find a leader in that bunch. Yeah, so I well, think that we will see a leader. We will see somebody rise to the top. And my pick is going to be Giannis just because it's going to be my pick. But... Yeah, I mean, I just feel like the way Harden kept the team afloat when everybody went down, especially when Capella went down, the way he's still been winning games. I mean, the fact that the thing that stands out to me is not even the fact that he's been scoring so many points or he averaged over 40, the fact that he's the tied Wilt streak, you know, for the most 30 plus point games. I mean, he's having a season that we haven't seen. Yeah, in, we've never seen in it. Fo- we, we, year. Like it's, yeah, it's the first time we've seen a season we like this. We have never seen it. Yeah, in the modern year of the NBA. But the fact that he had hit over 500 unassisted consecutive field goals. I mean, the fact that he's just doing that is unreal. He leads the NBA in three-pointers made. He also crushes anybody in in unassisted three-pointers. I mean, Harden doesn't need anybody to pass him the ball. He goes up there and does it every single time. He had like a seven-game stretch where he didn't have an assist, where he basically wasn't assisted on a basket. I mean, it was crazy that he could hit that many field goals in a row without Mm -hmm. being assisted. I mean, we've never seen anybody in the league ever do that before. So, so. I have a question because we're down between uh, Harden and Giannis. Uh Uh-huh. So what do you think helps this MVP race more? Do you think Capella and Paul's return helps Harden more than Miritich may help Giannis kind of pad his stats and kind of have less of a uh, less of a He's going to have more openings offensively. I think what it's going to come down to is if the Rockets can can finish top four in the West. In the West. The Rockets finish top four in the West. I absolutely think that Harden should get it. I can see that. So outside of the top in this particular four, case, Paul and Yeah, if they finish helped. outside of the top four, I think you have to give it to Giannis just because his team won more. But... I mean, what Harden is doing with with his, with the way he's playing right now, as long as it keeps converting into wins, I think you have yeah. to go with him. Like my argument against Westbrook the year he won was that he only got the sixth seed. Like yeah, that's not won, good yeah. enough if you're putting up those stats. So it'll be the same thing for Harden. I think people. I, I really think people gave him that that year because yeah, I mean, we the heart, seen, or the Durant left. Yeah, I mean, and we hadn't seen anybody average triple double. So. I'd never seen anybody average. Yeah. Double so I mean, let's move from there now. Let's go to Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I have Paul George's Defensive Player of the Year. I also want to say this real quick about Harden. He's third in the league in steals, so, I mean, it's not like he's not playing defense either, guys. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, remember that. But Paul George leads the league in steals. He leads the league in deflections. He's top five in um, basically all the metrics you want for a defensive player. I mean, he's going to D up your best player and give him buckets in return. I feel like that he's the best two-way player in the league by far, and he's a top three. I mean, I'd say him and Anthony Davis are probably the two best defensive players mm-hmm. in the league. So, I mean, Davis has sat out so many games. His team's not winning games. Paul George's style of play is clearly converting to wins. I have Paul George for this award. Who do you have? So, 
I'd love to pick Paul George as well, but just for the sake of making it interesting, keeping things interesting, I'm not going to. I will say that Rudy Gobert definitely has a chance at winning the Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, he's about like he's what you ask for when you want a rim protector. I mean, he is, yeah, his win share is nice. Yeah, too. he is a wonderful defensive player. Uh, he probably. I mean, he's probably had a good defensive game about with about everybody in the league as far as the center position. Uh, it's it's hard to play against them uh, solely because of how well he plays in the paint, and he hasn't gotten enough credit in his career. I don't think he didn't make the All Star team. He obviously he, I think it kind of hurts him. That I don't he think he deserved though to make. Yeah, the I don't All-Star think he did. Team. I don't think he did either at all. But he might still sneak in there if Anthony Davis is out. Somehow. Yeah, it would be, it'd be it crazy wouldn't, to see him. It wouldn't surprise me. But another, another guy that I would like to see in the, like to see win Defensive Player of the Year at one point in his career, I know he might not. I was also going to say this, though. Gobert is the reigning NBA Defensive yeah, Player of the Year. Yeah, but it's tough to win it back-to-back years. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. And he doesn't get enough credit. as Even with the reigning mm-hmm. Defensive Player of the Year, he doesn't get enough credit because you would, you would think that, you know, if Draymond Green can make it a couple years in a row to the All-Star game, it seems like Rudy Gobert would, too. Yeah, but Draymond's team also won a lot. Yeah, I, I get it. See, yeah. my, my, my main argument, though, against Rudy Gobert, a big man winning defensive player of the year over Paul George, is just the fact that Paul George is a much more difficult task. Like, they're well, sitting yeah, in there. They, they usually, typically, most of their blocks come against guards, and like they're defending the rim against mm-hmm. guards when they come in there against big men that they're, and they're usually, uh, superior to on that end. But Paul George is guarding the best players in the league out there on the yeah. perimeter, trying to shut them down. The most crafty, the most skilled well, players in the they league. They usually do switch it every year. They mm-hmm. usually fly Flip a flip flop with big guy guard, big guy yeah. guard. They usually do that. It's pretty uh, common for the NBA to do that. And another player that I really think doesn't get enough credit as he deserves is Clay Thompson. Because I mean, he goes out there and guards the best player mm-hmm. on every team in the Western Conference, and he usually does a pretty good job at it. And I know he doesn't have the uh, crazy stats compiled on in his favor in terms of steals and blocks, but I mean. This man really does a good job against premier talent every single night. I mean, and I think that Paul George is going to get it because of the steals numbers. But I don't know. I think Paul George is straight up is a better defender yeah, than he is. Too, on the pro. Because, well, I mean, he has more length. I mean, he yeah. has more length. He's probably more athletic. He's, I mean, he's just tenacious. And I think that he wins it. But for the sake of, you know, just going against that pick, I think that any other guard play at a defensive player of the year might have to, it would, I mean, Clay Thompson would be the only one that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you can pick Kawhi Leonard every once in a while, but he just hasn't played in the games. And he also really hasn't had a... He has had a great impact on the Raptors, obviously, but he hasn't had that, like... Before, every time he was going on the floor, you'd be like, this guy is a baller defensively. I mean, you'd see him block three shots in a row or whatever, and it's just like, well... We haven't seen that as much, so I'm I'm definitely with you on the Paul George pick. Hell yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, rookie of the year. I mean, I don't think we need to talk much here. I've got Luka Doncic. I mean, he's head and shoulders above all these other rookies mm. in all numbers. I mean, you want to say anything about Luka before we keep going? I really like Luka as far as rookie of the year goes, but I I mean, I will say I feel for you know Trey Young in a sense because most years he would be. Right there up in the running, he's averaging about he's seven. probably second, though. Yeah, I mean, for sure. He's averaging 17 and about eight or 16 and a half, seven and a half assist numbers. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 
He's playing great. Uh, maybe he can have like a nice little run. I hope he doesn't for the sake of the Hawks. Yeah, young Sands in the league in, in assists. Yeah, so yeah, he's had a really good season too. So it's not like it's not like Luca's just you know the benefactor of a bad rookie class. It's been a phenomenal rookie class. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's, he's just, just the one that's he's just he's so he plays so much more poised and he's mature. Like, he's the thing is to me is he's helping his team win yeah. games. And like, he's poised, yeah. mature, he's got the respect of all the superstars. Yeah. James Harden posted about him. Yeah, I mean it's what um, you'd expect though for a guy that's grown that's been playing against leagues of men since yeah. he's fifteen years old. I don't know why people thought yeah, it's that the, it wasn't gonna work out. This is what I said when he was coming out. I mean, I had him as my number one prospect on my on my rookie draft board. So I mean I he Luke has been everything I expected. Uh comeback player, I mean we can touch real quick. I don't think there's any debate here. It's definitely Derrick Rose. I mean, the fact of what he came out came back from. I mean, the fact that he literally almost quit basketball and then still stuck with mm-hmm. it just because he loved the game that much. And now yeah, he's averaging 18 points per game. I mean, I don't think there's really any debate there for that. No, there's absolutely no debate. I, I love that. I think everybody knew he was winning comeback player of the year when he was, you know, sitting in Chicago against playing against Chicago and getting MVP chance. I mean, that was probably one of the coolest moments of this season that we've mm-hmm. seen so far. And I think that. It's just a testament to how good of a player he is for him to how hard come of a back. He is. Yeah, and I mean he's he's the guy that's never had social media. He's never been about that buzz. He's never really been, you know, the guy that wants his name in the spotlight. But he's such a hard worker. He wants to be great. Uh, he he had he was leading at one point. He was right there at the top for fan votes in the All Star game. So I think that with no social media, that's hard to do. So I think he's obviously the favorite for comeback. Player of the year. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I don't think there's anybody that would even compete with it at all. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> I mean, Lavert for the Nets broke his leg off his leg and then came back in the same season, which is pretty cool. But there's nobody that competes with Derrick Rose. Yeah, I'm not seeing that one at all. Um, who are you? Who you got for um, most for, improved? Yeah, for most improved. I think there's two most improved players that could really get a nice little run in for most improved player of the year. They're both on the Sacramento Kings. Okay. Uh, Buddy Heald has really stepped up his game uh, just a season ago. Buddy Heald looked like he was kind of a bust. And uh, not a bust, but, you know, when they traded for him, the Kings GM said that he's comparable to Curry, you know, all that talk. You remember, if you don't remember. Uh, no, I do remember exactly what you're saying. It's It, it was seemed a little bit far-fetched at the time, but... Buddy Heald is really just, I mean, he's becoming one of the premier players, premier guard players in the league at this point. Definitely one of the best shooters. Uh, Last year, he was averaging just a tick over 13 points a game. He's averaging 20.5 points per game this season. He's obviously shooting lights out. He's shooting 449 from the three-point line, so 45%. I think that him and De'Aaron Fox have helped each other in terms of growing together and becoming mm-hmm. better players. Both of them, that's my second guy that could also win it. Uh, it's hard to say that De'Aaron Fox would be the most improved player because he's a second-year guy. He's a sophomore. Yeah, He had a lot of high expectations coming in, and he didn't really do much last season. It wasn't really his fault. Uh, he's it was young, more so, too. He's only like yeah, 20 it was years more old so like. Yeah, it was more so. I don't that think you can order a beer at a bar. Yet. Yeah, they were easing him into. Yeah, they were easing yeah. him into things, and I think he's really picked it up this year. He's averaging. He averaged just eleven and a half points a game last year. He's averaging seventeen this year. He's shooting six percent higher than he did last year. He's shooting thirty-seven percent, and uh, 
I think also averaging the 7.2 assists, I think that the Kings are one of the biggest surprises in the NBA this year, and I feel like they should be recognized in some form or fashion. I think this would be a great way, especially for Buddy Heald. That's my pick. Uh, who you got? I'm going with Pascal Siakam. Yeah, I like so, him. So I'm big Siakam guy. I've always been a big supporter on the metrics. He is backed very highly. I'll get to that in a second. My biggest, my first reasoning here will be why I think he should win it. Look, I like those Kings guys, but I also felt like that they kind of had a lot of potential they hadn't tapped yet rather than Siakam. I mean, mm-hmm. those guys are both high first round picks. You know what I mean? He was first round 27th overall pick by Chicago, um, I mean, by uh, Toronto. The Raptors are second in the East. They're one game back. So, I mean, he's helping him be better for that. His presence that he brings on the defensive end with his length is unmatched. He's averaging 7.3 points per game. So he's averaging 16.1. This is his third year in the league. Um, I mean, all his numbers are up. He's averaging, he averaged 4.5 rebounds last Mm -hmm. year. He's averaging seven this year. He's averaging, I mean, better, more steals, rebounds. I think Um, the big thing for Siakam, mm -hmm. the thing that I've really liked seeing out of him as far as player development Uh is his ability to knock down the free throw. That's what I was about year, to he say. He's shooting low 60s this year. He's shooting 79 damn near 80. Yeah. So, that's yeah, good. That's, that's huge for a big yeah. guy. And he's shooting 34% from the three point line. He's shooting 22 last year. I mean, his numbers across the board, he's averaging almost over three more field goals made this season. I mean, Siakam's doing it all from that end. I mean, every single number for him pretty much has gone up so much. He's also 21st in the league and real plus minus. So, I mean, that's something big too. I think his length with Kawhi Leonard does a lot for the Raptors on the defensive end. Yeah. Also, he's 15th in um in his win, win share. So, I mean, Siakam is doing a lot to help this Raptors team win a lot more than people think it is. His win share is currently higher, actually, than Kawhi Leonard's that's is. Crazy. I'd like to point that's that out. Stat. So, I mean, Siakam's... stat of the day right there. Yeah, that's the stat of the day right there. Siakam is a higher win share than Kawhi Leonard. So, let me, let me, let me say that one more time. Siakam has a higher win share than Kawhi Leonard. Now, y'all know why I'm not that high on Kawhi Leonard and that would not pay him a max contract because I'm not going to pay somebody a max contract who sits out six. Well, you're gonna have to pay him the max 56. contract. But I mean, you, you want to pay that to somebody who sits out 16 I mean, I'm not, 56 I'm not, games? I'm not gonna speak on it too much because I am kind of in agreement with you for sure. That whole situation in which he handled the Spurs organization, the Spurs organization. I mean, we're talking about the Patriots of basketball. Uh, that was pretty poorly handled. Uh, I agree with you on that. But one more. All right, one more thing before we. Uh, before we move on to the AAF, we're kind of sleeping on John Collins on most improved. But uh, I just feel like a guy in his second year, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's second year. Like second, like guys like he's, that. He's bumped his averages up a oh, lot. Oh, for sure. For sure. He's become almost a different player. He's close to being an all-star, so we'll, we'll, we'll have that in our future. But let's go ahead and move on. Uh, we're moving on to... The American Football Alliance, baby. I mean, with some of the biggest news, uh, it's crazy. To me, that they, it's honestly hilarious. First off, did you what? Did you watch the American Football? Alliance? I watched a couple games, or watched. Well, I don't want to say a couple games. I watched parts of a couple games. Yeah, I watched the beginning of the Atlanta game, and I can honestly say it's some of the worst football I've watched. But it's I love like, it. It's so sloppy and so messy that it's awesome. See, I'm, these quarterback hits, awesome. The only I have two things. All right, first. Love that they've done all this stuff with like, you know, CBS broadcast. They did the touchdown scored for the donation. Mm -hmm. They've done a lot of stuff to make it popular. They've opened up the refereeing a little bit, made it a little bit less strict. But this is where I think the AAF is going to struggle a little bit. 
the second a quarterback gets seriously hurt because they're letting these quarterbacks get punished is when the AAF is going to get a lot of criticism. And I don't know how much how much they've thought about this, but it's going to be it's going to be big if a quarterback gets seriously hurt. Uh, I think that they will have to change some stuff up. I think they're going to have to deal with the same issues that the NFL has had to deal with over the years, especially with these players. Just, I mean, they're going at it. You can't say they're not playing hard, but it's not the greatest football. I think it's funny as hell that they literally had their opening weekend one week after the Super Bowl. They were like, hey, let's bank on football people being football people and wanting to watch more football. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that they, it paid yeah. off. It really did. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I I mean, from a watching, from a viewing standpoint, I mean, it's pretty hard to watch. It's some bad, it's bad football. football. Some bad football. I like the AAF in the sense I think that the NFL needs like a minor developmental, yeah. yeah, like a minor league developmental system. I mean, we'll definitely see players get pulled up and get a second chance from here. I also kind of like how they take players from each region. Like I noticed like the Orlando team had tons of old Florida State, USF, Florida, mm. UCF, Miami, guys on their team like the Georgia team or what are the um Atlanta pool yeah yeah, we have Aaron Murray we have Georgia Tech guys like you know what I mean like we have tons Mm -hmm. of we have tons of like somewhat household names so I mean I really like the fact that they did that Aaron Murray needs more playing time yeah, I mean, Sims looked awful. He was, I saw he was like the second pick in the draft, yeah, too. Yeah, he looked horrible. Yeah, yeah he, he looks horrible. horrible in that game. Um, I mean, I, I like the rule changes, too, how it's kind of different, how there's no kickoffs, how, like, if you want an onside kick, you basically have a fourth down and 12 you have to get. I like how they have to go for two. I mean, I like how they use different rules and everything from the NFL. Personally, I will not really be following very closely or watching very many of the games. To me, it's like, it'd be like I, I watching the G League or I watching think minor be, league baseball. I think I'll be more so, like, like if there's like a big match, if Aaron Murray's playing, you know, and it's like a big matchup at the end of the season, okay, I may watch. It. But at the same time, with right now, I think I might just kind of teeter totter on that stat line, see what players are actually producing, see what players actually have a chance. Yeah, I think that that's interesting. That, see, that see, for me, it's more so like if I'm chilling with the boys and they really want to watch it, I'll Football, watch it. Yeah. But like I would, if there's an NBA or a good college basketball game, I'm always gonna be watching that over it. I mean, I'm just more, this is me more basketball guy. But I mean, I like the AF and what they're trying to do. I think that the game, I mean, the game was sloppy as I expected. Like I know a lot of people were saying like the point totals are really low. Like the game's built around score. But it was more so what I expected. So, I mean, I like how they also they have like those rushing rules. I mean, they do have rules to kind of prevent like you can't have like you basically can't do cornerback blitzes. If the corner is going to line up outside, you can't blitz more than five people, you know. So Dude, when does when does the excess or XFL start? The XFL? I don't even know. When does it when isn't that supposed to start up over the summer? I think so. But I saw a tweet that was talking about uh <laughs> like a soccer relegation system pretty much mm-hmm. and they were saying that the XFL the winner of the XFL league should play the winner of the AAF team and that team should play the worst team in the NFL and if they win they get to play in the NFL it's kind of an interesting little thing they would never ever win because let's be honest what is the worst team in the NFL the Lions They're, they would absolutely dismantle no no the worst team in the NFL was the was the um, I'm talking about the next year oh Eric the worst 
Arizona was the worst this last year. I was about to shoot. I don't even know who's going to be the worst team next year. I don't know about the Lions. Matthew Stafford would probably have a field day thrown on. He'd probably pick them apart for about 700 oh, yeah, yards probably, through the air. That's what I'm saying. Like, they would get absolutely destroyed. Just be like, if they. It, it, it would at least provide. It would let provide me give you an like example a, here. Like when the Rockets played that Chinese team oh, yeah. and Harden scored 50 points in three quarters and was putting the ball behind his back when he yeah. was doing his step backs. Like, it would be like that. Like, Stafford would be out there like Pat Mahomes throwing no look passes. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like it that. It would at least provide incentive for like a mm-hmm. you know a little bit more of a competitive league but are they even bringing back the xfl i didn't even realize yeah that. yeah uh, that is right yeah the 20 stoops they don't play till 2020, 2020? Yeah. yeah december 29th 2020 no that's not right that was when did they come back i don't know it says 2020 so i don't think they play or here we go. XFL is running test games with community colleges in Mississippi as well as the Spring League during its 2019 season to experiment with rule changes among yeah, so they don't even start till 2020. So I mean the XSL's still cool. got a while. I mean, like I said, I mean I like the fact that they're getting developmental leagues for the NFL. I think they need developmental leagues I rather than I think it's Canadian cool, yeah. football. But I, like, well yeah, I think it's also like with um, the amount of players, you know, that go play college football and the amount of players that even have success on the college football play or field, and you know we need Manziel in one of them for, for sure. Like I we mean, have to have Johnny. Well, Ford. yeah, there's there's a lot of players though that have you know like linebackers that have uh, you know size disadvantages. They're a little bit shorter than what you would like to see from an NFL scout. Yeah. They don't even ever get an opportunity. So I think this league kind of provides something that you know if a player is undersized or you know if a player got hurt, someone like that, player just didn't compete in the NFL or didn't play well. I think it provides a nice alternative for them to kind of make a name for themselves and kind of have a second shot. So I really like the idea of it. I think it's going to have, to be honest, I think it's going to have, you know, pretty good success because, uh, I mean, from what I could tell from opening weekend, AAF on Instagram and Twitter had like, I don't know, 100,000 followers. They have, what, 350,000 now? I think so. So they gained some following for sure. I think that's cool. Uh, so yeah, I think that I think that they have a actual chance. So I'm looking forward to it. I don't know exactly what type of impact. I don't even know how their seasons are gonna play out. I don't know what what is the do they have like a Super Bowl? Um, they, yeah, they do. They have playoffs and everything. Okay, so I'm 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 looking forward to it. Yeah, three hundred fifty thousand followers. Yeah, on I Instagram mean, if I was the owner of a team, I could literally care less about if my team wins or loses. I would have Manziel out there running the quarterback. You know who's going to put butts <laughs> yeah. in seats. You know who's going to bring you it, the television viewing. There's you know, a lot of gonna, quarterbacks. You know, you know, every college student is going to be. It's in a fraternity. Oh, dude, I'm going to get a Johnny yeah, Manziel XFL sure. jersey or or, or AML. I mean, whatever, whatever league gets Kaepernick. I know. Do you see the Kaepernick? Yeah, he won uh, twenty he million. Twenty million. That yeah, is, he said it. He said it was so ridiculous. He said it wasn't about the money for the NFL yet. He wants twenty bills. So from I mean, the AAF. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, mean, the, I, I think so that's players, a, I think that's a little bit ridiculous. So the players get but, three years. It's three hundred twenty-five thousand dollar contract. He they get twenty million. Yeah, so you wanted twenty million. No, like four players combined makes over a million in the. Yeah, AAF. well, all right. And so I guaranteed contract. I understand why he wants the bigger contract because mm-hmm. he probably deserves a bigger contract just out of. Bring viewership alone, and he's probably a lot better than all the other. Yeah, players. he's a lot better. A and, lot better. Yeah, and he's probably the viewership that he would gain, that they would gain from having him on the field, is an incredibly large number. But to ask for twenty million is a little bit ridiculous, because I don't think he would have ever even got paid twenty million on the NFL field. Um, before everything, I don't think he. It would have been right there. It would have been on like that Dak Prescott line. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. 
to ask for twenty million against the AAF. I would just if I were him, I would sign. I think I just got the notification that his grievance with the NFL just got resolved, so he can play in the NFL again. I don't know if a lot of people that are on that issue they didn't realize that he was actually not allowed to play in the NFL because he had that grievance that was mm-hmm. still open. So that's resolved. He can play in the NFL again. I think if he's really interested in playing football, I think he would have to accept a. He should honestly just go there just to see how it works out for one year. Sign a one-year contract, move on. If you want to go to the NFL, or if you can, go for it. But I think as far as just making an impact, like what he wants to do, I think that would be a good idea to go to the AAF. Yeah. You get a viewership. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens, but you got anything else to say before before we uh, call it quits for today? No, I think we're uh, next week we really get to see the NBA start to hit that spot Sprint, that mid-season sprint, end-of-the-season sprint. I love it. It's the best time of the year. Pretty soon we're going to be in March Madness. I can't wait. Good time of the year. So this is going to be the calm before the storm as far as the podcast goes. So I'm looking forward to the future of what we have to talk about. And that's pretty much all I got for today. That's all I got as well. Appreciate y'all tuning again once we're tuning in, tuning in once again to another episode of Hot Takes of TP. You want to run that back? Nah, we should work that. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We're good. We're good. But follow me on Twitter at Hot Takes with TP3. Follow me on Instagram at TP3 underscore NBA underscore bets. Uh, that's about all I got for y'all today. We'll see y'all again soon. Peace.